there are people who get so lost in just trying to get the money in, get through the day, keep their business going, that at one point they're going to find themselves alone. And that's not a good place to be when you get so busy that you can't value that time with meeting other people and, and it's really important. isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, the podcast for wedding creatives, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry. We've got Heather Masterton on today's episode, and we're going to be talking to her about community. Not just having a community being of benefit to yourself and your own well-being, but also, having a community to help sustain your business and to make it flourish. This episode is going to be really interesting for all you single creatives out there who are shooting by themselves and really struggling with the hardships of being alone in this industry, because it can be really hard. We're going to be talking to Heather about her backstory, how she created Broad Brides, as well as why she focuses on the wedding industry. Today's episode is, of course, sponsored by With Jack, but I will get onto that a little bit later in the show. In the meantime, Greg, what are we drinking? We are drinking some coffee from the Barn Coffee Roasters in Berlin. That's, that's right. Is this the same one as last week? It's not. This it's one's not. the Filter Roast. It's a Bokam AA from Kenya. Okay. I'm going to assume Easy that's a silent say. M on Mbokam. Mbokam. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hello, Heather. Hello. Can I offer you some coffee? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I am not a coffee connoisseur, has to be said. So, Are you a coffee drinker, though? I am a coffee drinker, and I have now visited Toro Coffee twice. Ooh. And Ross is doing well at the education, so... <laughs> he is. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. there. I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a flight, and... Honestly, I don't know how people do hard drugs because that come down was... <laughs> Those flights are something else. <laughs> that was brutal. Yeah. I had... A big glass of this on the Chemex one day, then went there, had a flight. So that's another three <laughs> coffee God. drinks with like double espressos in them. Thank and you so much. I was shaken. Yes. Uh, but you're right, those, those flights are pretty lethal. Now, yeah. he told me that you guys sometimes get a taxi over there. <laughs> no, we did once. Just to get one. coffee and come back. <laughs> <laughs> the most expensive coffee we ever really. <laughs> there was one time we got a taxi over there. It was an Uber and it it was fairly cheap, wasn't too bad. Mm. And then went to call an Uber to go home, like back here. And it was like a three times surcharge and it was like crazy price. And we were like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so that coffee Especially cost when, you a good... A um, fair bit. <laughs> yeah. Especially when there's a train station right next door that we could have used. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would have cost a lot in time. Exactly. Oh. True. And time is money. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, I know that's what you were getting at. I just thought. You know. So, how's your weekend been? What have you been up to? Oh, well, weekends for me is probably quite different to the people you usually have on because I don't actively shoot weddings. Um, <laughs> so, weekends for me are essentially family time. That's the only time when all four of us are together and we do very mundane things like taking the kids swimming and I actually went for lunch <laughs> in Edinburgh. So it was very nice, nice. with Ooh. my friends. So, and the day of the rugby. 
but no, was it busy? <laughs> it was so busy, <laughs> yeah. but it was actually a it was a good atmosphere. It was really yeah. good. So yeah, it was a lovely day. Mm-hmm. Um, went for lunch. Um, but yeah, quite mundane at the weekends. I'm not running all over the the country shooting <laughs> shooting weddings. I just yeah. sit at my desk and look at them. <laughs> Aye. And was this uh, was this a uh, like a big family lunch with <clears throat> the, the, no, the kids no. and stuff? Or um, I've got a friend who's just about do our baby so she's this was like our last outing uh, <laughs> forever before our ch- life changes forever yeah. <laughs> you'll never go out again yeah so you took her somewhere fancy i hope we went to refinery in st andrew's square which i've okay. never been to before and it was i mean i couldn't have picked had avocado on sourdough with halloumi fries so i couldn't have been more hipster oh that is pretty nice little hipster right there <laughs> I was a hipster hat. No, that was mm. lovely. What are you, either of you from Edinburgh? No, uh, no. I oh, went to fine. I went to boarding school in Edinburgh, and my uncle yeah. still lives there, just below the castle. He's got he lives uh, right on the top flat, wow. so his flat's got a double like double level, and he can get access to the roof. And wow. he's right in front of the castle, so like New Year's, I think I'm going to go to his for New Year's next year. Yeah, because it's unreal. That is some crazy property in Edinburgh. Yeah. Are you close to him? Are you going to inherit that property? I'm not. He's got kids. Oh. <laughs> but it's fine. Damn he kids. actually, he, he is actually a photographer as well. All the kind of camera gear kind of got passed down through his father, um, who's now passed away. But then he does work for um, himself, but under Edinburgh Lights. Okay. Anyone's listening and wants to see Edinburgh uh, in folks. So what folks? school did you go to in Edinburgh, boarding school? I went to Merkiston Castle. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Fancy. It, it is a fancy school. And is boarding school very much um, like in the books? Harry you know, Potter, like yes. Mallory it's, uh, Towers. I'm thinking more Mallory Towers. That's a bit before. What is Mallory Towers? <laughs> I, I, I've never heard of. I've never heard of this. <laughs> it's a book about a girls' boarding school, but it's uh-huh. probably. Oh God, I don't know when it would have been written, but I used to read it when I was when I was a kid. I mean, clearly it's not like Harry Potter because you're not going about in robes and wands. But uh, it looks no, it's like full Harry on Harry. Potter. It's full on Harry Potter. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Maui girl's just getting into Harry Potter. She's oh, four, wow. and she's watched the first seven films. Wow! And I'm, like I keep trying to say, I'm going to tell her they're finished because. They're getting too scary, yeah. but she's fully into it, and I'm like, I keep Jeez. keep going. So she watched it, like she watched the seventh one. Dobby died yeah. and was buried, and she's like, "When are they going to fix Dobby? I need to watch the next one." And I'm like, "Dobby ain't fixable, pal. Oh. <laughs> He's not come ah, back." Poor Dobster. Poor Dobster. But we've just recently been at the studio tour. Me and my husband, we went down to the Harry Potter studio tour. Have you ever done it? No, but I. So I didn't think I was a Harry Potter geek and then I went to that and it is something else. It is so worth doing. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm. Now I feel bad I didn't take my kid. She's in there now. (laughs) Well, (laughs) there's too young to Exactly, exactly. You can go back because they keep adding stuff. They're always adding stuff. So it was amazing. It does look pretty cool. One of our our couples this year, last year, sorry, well into their Harry Potter and they went to the States and went to the Harry Potter world and... We were following their Instagram, it looks wellies. Yeah. But they were right into it. And right. I feel like you just have to be. You have totally. to be that next level into your Harry Potter. Go and you'll have the best time ever. Yeah, so like I feel for Harry Potter. When Harry Potter was finished, it was finished. But a lot of people are into all the spin-offs, Fantastic Beasts, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I'm like, nah, I'm yeah. done. Like Harry Potter's <laughs> done for me. But then... Fantastic Beasts was on last the other night, and I was like, "Oh, I quite like this." I've only so, seen the first Fantastic Beasts, but it's a pretty good film. 
It is. Yeah. For not like I'm not a big fan of that sort of world, but it was a good film. I enjoyed it. It doesn't sit well with me because it's set in America and I feel like the wizarding world is quintessentially British, you know, Harry Potter is a yeah. British and but I was actually enjoying it, so I probably mm. will branch out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I know what you mean. There is there is a a magic element to this country in particular that just aids well to the the novels of Harry Potter. Yeah. So, I get it. Because only there's only going to be a Hogwarts or a boarding school like you attended in Britain, right? There's not schools yeah. like that. Well, in when they played Quidditch, there was schools from all over the world. So <laughs> let's, you know. And did you play schools from all over the world when you were at boarding school? What sport did you do? It was rugby. All over the world. Very rarely. Mostly Scottish and English schools. And were you um, any good? No, I, I, wasn't, I, <laughs> I wasn't very good, to be honest. Although I... I don't really look back with fond memories of school. It's not. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. I just felt like I wasn't a part of it. I uh, I always wanted to go and escape at the weekends and go back to my friends in the borders and play in bands and you know that that sort of thing. So I always felt like I wanted to escape and be the. The re- the angsty rebel that I was kind of I like that, that's the kind of teenage role. But. I like that because I, someone asked me the other day what was your experience at school and I was like, well, you know, it was fine, but I don't look back on it as like the best days of my life, and I kind of guess I had to be there. But it's it's good to pass that message on of like it's not the be all and end all, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but don't get me wrong, the education that they gave me was. Like I, because I had learning difficulties, so going to that kind of school where there is that structure was really beneficial to me. So I do appreciate my time there. Anyway, let's stop talking about Hogwarts and schools. (laughs) Yeah. Well, at at this time of year, we're not out much either. So we had a weekend off. Nice. I actually just had a lazy weekend. I didn't do much on Saturday, Sunday. Wasn't feeling too great. I Mm -hmm. felt like I was getting a cold real chill so i just was had a lazy sunday sat and did some admin work and yeah it was pretty boring (laughs) (laughs) i had had a pretty relaxed weekend like i have three kids and uh three kids kids, (laughs) uh not not easy going but gran took them uh saturday so Lindsay and i had a nice dinner on the saturday and then sunday morning we were out to single and single end Mm-hmm. Sing- is that how you say it? Single end? Anyway, uh, for a nice wee brunch. And uh, that was That's really lovely. nice. <clears throat> but uh, we had a really funny conversation. And I don't really know how we got into this. Uh, but we were talking about our favourite Scottish words or sayings. Okay. And I thought, this is really funny. Because we've got Heather on the podcast. And she's from Braw Brides. Braw is quite a Scottish term. It is, yeah. And, uh, but I was, you know, we just had a really good conversation about some of our favourite what phrases and what what came favorites? up? Yes, which I feel is a good classic. Dinny Ken. Mm-hmm. That's I think from the borders. The, that's this section is going to be very strange <coughs> for some of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> is. Uh, probably my 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 one of my favorite words is a tatty bogle. Right, that's not one. Yeah, that's do, not do you know what a tatty bogle is? Much. No, it's not one that I would use. <laughs> it's it's a scarecrow. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, well, you wouldn't use that because yeah. you are a city slicker. There's no. not many tatty bogles going about. <laughs> that that is yeah, that is true. 
Um, There's a few down in Ayrshire. We've mm-hmm. got some good Ayrshire tatties. <laughs> but it's not in your daily life. You, did you, you grow up on a farm? No. I, I feel like when you said tatties, it was the most foreign thing you had ever <laughs> said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you, do you have any good Scottish phrases? or? Um, yes. Putting my on mum the spot. is the queen of a Scottish phrase. They're oh. not so much slang, but like my mum would say a lot of things like God and govern. Or oh, yeah. um, swinging for the lights, shouting Tarzan. You ever uh-huh. heard that one? Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's kind of like. So if I said to my mum, "Mum, can you get me X Y Z?" and she'd say, "What do you think I'm doing? Swinging for the lights, shouting Tarzan? Like you think I've got nothing better to do?" <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. Um, she'd also say things like, "You're acting the pig in the butcher's shop." Oh, aye. Things like that. <laughs> um, but my friend Mary, she runs Bonnie Bling the jewellery company and she oh, makes yeah. laser cut jewellery and it's all Scottish phrases oh yeah um, so she's got all your gallus you know a necklace with any Scottish yeah. phrase you can think uh-huh. of you can get that on a necklace or a hat or a ring or whatever cool. you want so I think there's there's a place for, for Scottish phrases definitely yeah right? yeah <laughs> I actually I, I, I've been listening to uh, an artist called Julie Fowlis I don't know if you've heard her she, she was the, the artist who did some of the Brave soundtrack Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, she has released several albums, and pretty much her thing is to sing in uh, Gaelic, Gaelic, mm-hmm. Gaelic. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, Gaelic's the Irish one, uh, Gaelic. So I've been kind of interested in this language, and I've never really been interested in languages, so it was kind of foreign to me. But I quite like it. So I'm trying. I'm trying to learn <laughs> Gaelic. Oh, I am bad joke. <laughs> what learning a new language was foreign to you? Oh my. God. Well, it's it's uh, it's our heritage is is Gaelic, really. So it shouldn't be foreign. But yeah. Well, I've got a strong opinion in Gaelic, but I'm not gonna. Oh, go on, <laughs> go on, say it. If you're going to learn really bad, a language, right? Yeah, you're going to learn a language, and no disrespect to Gaelic, I think it's a great language. But how many people in the world are speaking Gaelic? True. Where is that going to get you that when is... you travel to China? You learn some Mandarin. You're, well, you're doing well. T- to be fair, if you're going to travel anywhere, you learn English. So I <laughs> yeah, feel like exactly. I feel English, Spanish, and I, and I don't know. mean that to be um, arrogant or rude, but I think most people in around the world speak English as as the generic language. No, that's absolutely. Um, but I would say that maybe learning Gaelic, Gaelic. Sorry, I keep saying Gaelic. Learning Gaelic is more about appreciating your heritage than rather. That's a good. You know, a, a, yeah. expressing yourself because it is a beautiful language. So yeah, I, I just think because it is funny. I'm saying I'm saying phrases, and I'm like, can't really speak this to anyone. So I, I'm coming in, oh, and I'm going, <laughs> I'm I'm saying phrases to Greg, and he's like, all right, cool. Uh, I just put hi. on the sound isolating headphones and ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you speak there? No. Mm-hmm. What language would you learn, Greg, if you had if you were learning a language? I would like to be better at Italian. Mm. I can speak That's like nice. very very basic <laughs> Italian. Like probably a two or three year old in Italy. <laughs> no, a two year old. A two a two year old, very much so. Um, I can't speak any Italian, so I'll just go with whatever he's saying. Have you <laughs> shot a wedding in Italy? A few oh. times. Oh. Um yeah. So that's been... where the bad Italian comes out usually. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, that's actually a really nice point you made about learning about your heritage, so I will now not be so <laughs> I, I no, I, I get it though. Italian. It's it's not very useful. But I might just hang up uh, in Finniston Street because there's, there's the the Gaelic school right there. So yeah. when when kids leave, I'll just be like, 
Don't do that. <laughs> not going to look good. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Talking about Scottish words, as Simon said, you run Brob Rides. That's right. How did that name come about? Wow, that's a question. I have no idea. Um, I love a bit of alliteration, it's got to be said. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I remember coming up with it and I remember asking loads of people and everyone telling me it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I remember vividly my brother being like, what? I I really couldn't tell you. I think it's just that alliteration it was just that's the sort of thing it kind of rolls off the tongue for me <laughs> um and that's what puts me off ever changing it <laughs> <laughs> i think that's good though it's, lots lots of people were saying no no don't use it it's good because then you've divided people you've made people think about it <laughs> this is mm, it i know yeah. and i think essentially it does do you know it says what it is <laughs> You know, yes, it does. we feature a lot of broad rides, so <laughs> <laughs> what else, What more can you ask for? For folk listening that don't know what it is and they've not checked it out yet, tell us a bit more about it. What is Brob Rides? And- so Brob Rides is a Scottish wedding blog which features real Scottish weddings and that is how it started in 2013. Um, and I, essentially I was just sharing a lot of my pal's weddings um, and thinking this was just a sort of a hobby and I loved looking at everyone's photos and I was generally just a bit nosy but it really quickly evolved into a Scottish wedding directory and it began just three of us around the table talking about you know wouldn't it be great if we could come up you know <clears throat> bring together a group of wedding creatives um, in one place and it fundamentally the website is a, a wedding blog and a wedding directory but behind it is a lot more than that and a few years ago we started running our wedding workshops twice a year and they are essentially the polar opposite of your big overwhelming wedding fair right so Mm -hmm. the wedding workshop is um an interactive day of workshop in your wedding cool um so it's evolved quite quickly in the last six years to now being mostly about the events and the network of Scottish businesses that we've built. Obviously, the blog is always going to be there and Mm. it provides a real, what I think is a great source of inspiration for people planning Scottish weddings who truly want to get married in Scotland because they love it. But the, the whole network of people that we now work with has come along organically and it's really the the crux of the business now yeah there's I mean, how how many suppliers do you have when you're uh, there's sixty at the moment um, okay cool so we there's obviously sixty listing on the site so you go into the website you've got the directory and you can go into photography filmmaking um, floristry beauty and you'll find them listed um, we also meet up once a month face to face because that is my thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can talk to somebody you know till you're blue in the face online or but it not it doesn't compare to talking to each other face to face so we meet up once a month and we have a private facebook group where we talk through all our maybe everyday issues that people might have when it comes to weddings so Mm -hmm. and you said so you said you started six years ago yes what was your what was your background before before starting broad brides so i'm a graphic designer i studied at duncan jordanson dundee and I left there with a pretty 
rubbish job (laughs) as we all do when we leave our degree and think we're going to move to London and earn 50 and 60 grand and then you end up working in a print studio in Glasgow that does photocopying for people who walk off the street but (laughs) I um, did that for about seven years at two different companies and then I went on to be an events coordinator in a hotel Mm -hmm. so all that kind of lend itself well. I had a creative background, but also had a bit of event coordination. Um, yeah. So I went to uni with Gail from Walnut Wasps. So uh, yes. she shot my wedding. She was my wedding right. photographer in 2012. Mm-hmm. So she's, we've always had a sort of relationship when it comes to weddings. And then she met David. So it was me, Gail and David sat at a table in an Italian coffee shop talking about what if we could come up with this group of suppliers i hope they don't mind me mentioning them <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure they'd be fine and um, so we've had quite a long-standing relationship right. um from the get-go mm-hmm. um and they've been a great support in terms of broad brides and they now work on all my marketing and my, my brand which is amazing yes. even though i'm a graphic designer myself and i think the first when we first started i did do my own my own design mm-hmm. and then we were looking at rebranding and I was trying to do it myself and trying to do it myself and trying to do it myself yeah. and I just couldn't do it. And yeah. Gail was like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's good to get some outside eyes on it and outside thoughts. For- yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And, yeah, and they just basically took it upon themselves <laughs> oh. <laughs> and oh, came Gandhi. along and were like, this is what you should do. And I've never looked back. Yeah. So <laughs> They were just like, step aside, Hannah. Yeah, You've got this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it was a good learning curve because when you're self-employed and as much as like that was just at that time, I was still working in the hotel and it was a bit of a side business and I didn't have my kids and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't really making any money actually, but um, it was a good lesson and you can't do everything. So mm-hmm. let it go, let someone else take to do with certain things mm-hmm. and it left more time for me to think about where the business should go. So Yeah, I feel like it's always good to, to take what you've created and just have other people's opinions and thoughts to refine what your original idea or concept was. I always feel Absolutely. like that kind of group thought is really productive. Yeah. Uh, what made you get into the wedding industry? I mean, was it just the fact that you got married and then as the same with us, you know, I got married and our eyes were kind of open to the possibilities or? Like- yeah, absolutely. It was just genuinely getting married. I got married at Lot Lomond. I got married at Baturic Castle in 2012. Uh, um, mm-hmm. See, looking back now at my own wedding, yeah. I'd be rejecting that all over. <laughs> no offence to Gail, I know you shot it, right? <laughs> but, you know... And things have just evolved so much in the Scottish wedding industry industry so fast. Um, And there's just always something new. So, um, yeah, it was just getting married myself and dealing with suppliers and realising that, you know, it was a big deal to plan a wedding, but it also is not, it's not the be all and end all. You Mm -hmm. know, it's actually a new, it's it's the beginning of your life, isn't it? As opposed to like, I've just got to get this day perfect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just the relationships I kind of came across. I really liked the space of the Scottish wedding industry. I think it's a nice place to be. People mm-hmm. are generally ni- quite happy and Scotland has so much to offer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the reason. <laughs> and now people yeah. say to me, so now you've got kids, are you going to start bra babies? And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I think there is a big 
a, a gulf sounds like a negative word, but there is a gulf um, between self-employed people who don't have children, self-employed people who do, right? So I, I'll be on my Instagram and on 1st of January, everyone's got their bullet journals out and they're like, in 2019, and I'm going to spend so long designing this page and about how I'm going to save my money this year and where I'm going to, what goals I'm going to hit this year. And I'm like, it's 1st of January. <laughs> the first of January. I didn't even know what day it was. The day, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's it's it's, there's, it's just two completely separate worlds, isn't it? And mm. it's hard to explain if you've not walked in each other's shoes. Um, and it's not a bad thing because everyone obviously needs to go on different journeys and stuff like that. But I, at one point, I did find it isolating mm. in terms of like I'm not really sure how to work my business around my family. Yeah. Um, and obviously being part of Bro Brides and having, you know, 60 other people who have co- all completely different circumstances is absolutely amazing because mm-hmm. they've all either, you know, they've maybe been there, they've done it or they're in it exactly yeah. the same stage as you or they've not done it yet. So everyone's got a different perspective. Yes, unbelievable. <laughs> For me, that is like so, so valuable. Yeah. Just for me, myself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Never that, mind everyone else. I mean, that kind of segues quite nicely into the, the main topic of conversation here, which was like community. Yeah. Um, but before we touch on that, have you seen any bad habits in terms of like anyone starting a business that they might have that they probably should avoid doing? Yes. Just for their own health, for the health of their business, for the health of the people around them? Yes sharing absolutely everything they ever do on social media you don't need to like (laughs) quality over quantity every time for me and Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong i have learned this i've been there i've done it and i now understand that you don't have to be documenting your every move on social media if you Mm -hmm. don't want to yeah and don't get me wrong it works for other people um but for me I want to curate my social media to put off a certain vibe. So mm-hmm. um, I think when you're starting, especially when you're starting a business, you're just desperate to get your name out there. You're desperate to get every piece of work you do out there. Mm-hmm. You're desperate to show everyone that you're busy. You know, yeah. you want to, and you're desperate to get business, of course. So mm-hmm. you're you're kind of scrabbling at every piece of content you can. And I don't think it's necessary. Absolutely not. I think there's... There's space for just putting out your very best work and the type of work you want to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the main thing for me. Um, and to be honest, they're the types of businesses I stop following in social media because I'm like, I've seen, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm yeah. fed up seeing it. Um, so that's that's something for me. Yeah, mm. I suppose w- when you get like, if everyone's just showing stuff, eventually it will start to be repetitive. Absolutely. And yeah, that that can be off-putting for some people. It depends. Like, obviously, I follow a lot of wedding businesses, so I see a lot of the same (laughs) stuff over and over. Not the same, but, you know, the same types of content. Mm -hmm. So it's got to really stand out for me. And, you know, I'm fielding emails constantly from different Scottish businesses. And sometimes you get to the point where how do you differentiate between everyone? and I think you should just start off on the way, start the way you mean to go on. Mm. Start off on that foot of I'm only going to share what is truly a value. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose the idea is, you know, people who have Instagram accounts and businesses, they hear the kind of general rules to follow. 
That's why you post twice a day. You do these things for the algorithm and stuff. I but I still post them once a day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, I I, th- I think most people do. So they do just end up putting yeah. whatever they want on. And I think if you're wanting to do that, stories is kind of good for that. Mm-hmm. Like because people, they disappear. Want to because <laughs> they disappear. <laughs> so if you and don't like it. You're like, so okay, it's good. That's go. right, and people can skip really, really easily. Right. I. Yeah, I think I, everyone can relate to that as well. By the way, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> po- over posting, yeah, yeah, and I mean, as you say, you struggle to post once a day, right? So do I. Yeah. But I run a wedding blog, which is all the main thing is it's social media, and I still struggle to post once yeah. a day. That's not me, great. It's like, I feel like we've got enough content that could post stuff every day, but it's the coming up with captions. And oh, yeah, what to say? It's mm. like this. It's another picture of an awesome couple in a cool location we enjoyed working with them what else can i say i don't know <laughs> yeah absolutely i think um, and and then you spend all that time sort of overthinking it and you're essentially wasting time it doesn't that sounds yeah. a bit mean but mm. you know there's so many other things you could be doing with your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> other things like getting out there and meeting up with friends and industry peers exactly yes yeah so like i work a tuesday and a wednesday and a friday if i get the childcare. and my youngest is still he's not at nursery yet so he's still predominantly with me and so on a tuesday and a wednesday that is when i fit in everything yeah so (laughs) today for example this is quite a stressy day for me because i've I'm here and then i'm at st luke's at 12 o'clock to talk about an event and then i am Mm -hmm. home to field all our email, all my emails, and then I have to pick up my wee girl at her dancing class at four forty-five. So I've got to fit out. Tomorrow's okay. Tomorrow's like so. I'm very much a fan of like only put like one thing in a day. Yeah. So yeah. this is a, today's a bad example because I've put two <laughs> meetings in one day. Thanks, Greg. Um, and that I was a stress cadet this morning. I, I genuinely was because my husband travels, so he's away all the working week. So I'm like that, trying to get the kids out the house to the nursery. My old, my oldest is at nursery get my youngest and my dad's get over here buy the cannolis get over here <laughs> put the money in the park and get up here and i was a nervous wreck but as soon as i came in like i'm just like oh you guys have put me so at ease and i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna think that was so valuable even though i thought to myself god if i go to cinema and then to st luke's i'm gonna miss out and like replying to 50 emails yeah. but i find this much more valuable <laughs> for my mental health with Jack was designed from the ground up and is tailored specifically for creatives. Whether you provide a service like design, development or photography or offer advice to clients, With Jack is for you. It's focused on creatives. Insurance shouldn't be complicated, so With Jack has made every step easy. You'll deal with one form and talk to one Jack as you sign up, get covered and move on with your day. With Jack is all about bespoke insurance for creatives. Simple. That doesn't mean more forms or faff, it means less. It's not about endless features and stale service. It's about one solid policy and the personal touch. Bye-bye, unnecessary fuss, hello, creative-friendly insurance. Be a confident creative. Was it last year? Last year we went to For Love's Sake, which is a video yes. uh, workshop. And I did a short talk about being creative and, but, but mainly uh, the kind of idea of work-life balance and being mm-hmm. kind of happy with that. Mm-hmm. Do you think being a part of a community c- 
can help with that work-life balance because obviously we've we've talked about it a little bit so far you know hectic life and you know going out and doing a business like it's hard to join those together um effectively efficiently being in a community does that help with that i cannot tell you it like i could cry right now for that question because i could not be more passionate about it for Mm. me especially so i left my full-time work to have my kids and was predominantly going to bring up my kids realized i needed something else as i was keep working in broad bride i genuinely cannot tell you like some of my best best friends are in broad brides and they've came upon me through broad brides so Mm -hmm. caroline from harper scott she's got three kids we see each other very often we speak every single day pretty much about just life in general so that for me is massive cat from finn flukra mark from one big picture again he's got three kids he's quite local to me so Mm -hmm. we meet up we go for coffee you know we always have to do it within the kids pick up times etc etc and we're talking about life we're not just talking about business and oh i've got so many weddings this year and you know I'm making this or I'm trying to do this with my website we're we're not talking about that we're talking Mm -hmm. about just life and how we navigate our way through that being self-employed I cannot tell you enough how passionate I am about about having that community network of businesses and it got me out of a place where a year after having my wee girl and I wasn't going back to work and I was in a real sort of downward spiral about god where do I go from here you know Mm -hmm. am I supposed to be at home with my kid it's really lonely and as much as it's it's so lovely to be able to do it it's a lonely place so mm. i genuinely can't recommend it enough yeah. um in terms of just mental health support and just feeling like you're not alone mm-hmm. it is amazing and that's just in general life and especially obviously we're all in the scottish wedding industry and we can we can talk about oh this happened to me at a wedding and they'll post it in the facebook group and somebody will say that happened to me too and this is how we did it and this Mm -hmm. is it or my tax you know tax returns gods you know (laughs) or good time here for that i'm trying to post this on social media and i'm quite i'm not sure how to do it or so many things so many Mm. topics of conversation we come across be it business or not yeah it's so valuable i can't i can't tell you (laughs) you mentioned about having your kid and feeling lonely and not sure what to do there even for people who are like solo photographers or solo florists working on their own like in previous episodes we've talked about it like sort of with ashley baxter she really struggled with being a solo founder and having nobody to bounce off of Mm. absolutely having that community to just sort of let you know you're not the only one doing this sort of thing yeah of course and yeah as i said earlier like there's people who are in every different stages of life and walks of life and being on your own is, yeah, it's it's hard. And there's a lot of people, I have to mention, there's people in Broad Brides who have come from, or there's some who are still working a day job and having they have their business in the time that they're not working their day job. There's people who have walked away from full-time employment to pursue yeah. their business oh my god like those people are to me like gods like to be brave enough to walk away from full-time employment and and go out on your own and focus on your own business that is amazing like 
I did it, but I was forced to because I was going yeah, off yeah. for maternity leave anyway. But I could never think to be brave enough to do that. And to have somebody else maybe in that network who's done the same thing is amazing because it's such a brave, brave move. And there's people who have always known what they wanted to do and have always run their own self-employed business. And there's people who, like Jo, you know, she was doing a lot on her own. Now she's got Liam and that's lovely to see them working together yeah. and you know, it's, there's just so many different variations of it that it's great to watch. Yeah, that was Joe Johnson, just for the people Sorry. listening. Sorry. No, that's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, so, like I said, not just, it's for, for anyone who runs a business. I think, not just mental health, uh, which obviously it's uh, super important, and it's kids' mental health week or month or time yes. of the year, just so people know, because obviously mental health, not just for adults, kids go through stresses too. But like community big on the mental health, but also can help you navigate the troubles of having a business just by yourself. If you're ill, like I think we, we, so we spoke to Lisa Devlin last week and she mentioned how, how much she really wished she worked with someone and the duos are kind of like really fortunate. Yeah. And it's true. But if you're, if you're a single shooter by yourself, you know, you really can't be ill at a wedding. No. But obviously, there's going to be times where you are. So that community that you've hopefully built up can help your business kind of flourish in those times of horrible, horrible desperation and need. And I know you guys have, there's groups of photographers and there's groups of filmmakers that have all that sort of almost infrastructure, isn't it? That you've kind of built that you can pass on referrals or if something untoward happens like you're ill you can make that call mm-hmm. out to people to to help you and to me that's just it's priceless isn't it oh, and it's 100%. so easy to do it's so easy to do online and it's so easy to join to be part of it mm-hmm. but at the same time there are people who get so lost and just trying to you know the hustle almost just yeah. trying to get the money in get through the day you know keep their business going that at one point they're going to find themselves you know alone Mm. and that's not a good place to be when you get so busy that you can't have you can't value that time with meeting other people and and Mm -hmm. it's really important and it does it also has the negative effect like ashley for a while she lost the inspiration to do any photography work yeah and this was after leaving the wedding industry she just lost that passion like obviously if we were to lose passion for video that would not be good. Not just for us, but for the clients that have, you know, booked us for, you know, the, the whole of this year, you know, it's like, uh, I don't want to be going to a wedding, I'll just do it for the money. That's not where you want to be. No, but also if you lose your passion for something, that's okay. It's okay oh, yeah. to go on that, to get to a place where maybe you need to change it up or mm-hmm. go down a different route yeah. and you shouldn't just keep plugging on. No. You know, but, that's, but that's where community can saying. absolutely help. Mm-hmm. You know, talking to people about you know these struggles and how yeah. other people listen to how other people got through it and totally, totally invaluable. Yeah, um, and I think like we were mentioning face to face, talking to each other face to face can yes, you know, like you get s- such a better vibe from someone if you're there with them and you can tell you could if they have lost their passion then you can say to them look. I think you have lost your passion. Like maybe you should go and do something else, and that's okay. And and sometimes these conversations could come up with another opportunity that maybe you didn't even 
you didn't even consider before. Yeah. 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 As you say, there's lots of Facebook groups out there that people can join. And if you're not in one, there will be one in your network somewhere. Just speak to another photographer, speak to another florist, and there'll be one that you just don't know of. Yeah. But it's all good and well being part of those groups. But as you say, getting out there and meeting meeting up together, like what you do once a month, that is so valuable. Like we've had so many friendships with people in the wedding industry that you thought, Oh, they're they're friends. We we got on well with them, but then you meet them in person, you're like, "Holy crap, they are awesome!" Like they're, they're, they're different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a different level of sort of friendship. So, if you're sitting listening to this podcast and you're thinking, "I don't really have a community," I sh- they're saying I should probably get one. How, how how should they go about trying to find a community? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's. A case of, so I'm very much, as I get older and wiser, I'm very much learning to, um, you know, that lesson of um, surround yourself with like-minded people. And it sounds a sort of, you know, that's that cliche, but, or you're the sum of the five people you spend most of your time with. But they're, they're very true. And I think if you find one person that you relate to, then you should cling on to them. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of... Chase them, by the way. Chase them. See Kat from Finn Flucra. She literally stopped me and she won't mind me she won't mind me saying this because she'll admit it herself. She because I'm a bit of I can be a bit scatty. She's emailing me for weeks. Can we meet up? Can we meet up? And I'm like, just, you know, doing other things and and I, and I regret that now because it took us a few months to 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 meet up and no. and she pursued me. <laughs> you know and now we're like great friends so Mm -hmm. um yeah i would definitely find someone that you relate to in terms of like actual actual practical moves is contact people you know reach out email me i might not get back to you for a week or two but (laughs) i will get back i will get back to you you know i'm really passionate about scottish wedding businesses Mm -hmm. i'm really passionate about helping people um navigate their way through it and Mm -hmm. reach out because unfortunately, I can't contact everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't. But mm. I, I would love to if I could. You know, mm. I would love to. I suppose we're we're really lucky because Glasgow does have yeah. a really healthy community of creative people. Yeah, like here in Scotland, there's a lot of groups, and every, as you say, like it's not the stereotype of Scotland, but everybody is so friendly. Yes. Yeah, and I I should say not not just Glasgow because. You know, there's connections throughout Scotland. Absolutely. To be honest, even between Edinburgh and Glasgow, mm. rivalry. We're still friends with them. <laughs> there absolutely is. And obviously, I would love to widen the net of broad brides. And logistically, it doesn't work for me just now with my family and that mm. getting that elusive balance that yeah. doesn't exist. But mm. at one point, I would love to have, you know, someone heading up broad rides in the Aberdeen area and you know running running it up yeah. there and yeah. running workshops there and running workshops in the highlands and you mm. know that would be amazing yeah but there's so many sort of logistics to get in there and I am not one to rush yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think for a while I was like oh my god I need to get here by then and yeah. I need to get here by then and you see when you accept that you don't mm-hmm. it's amazing and you yeah. just let it grow organically. And, and at the end of the day, a wedding blog, there's no other way to grow it. But organically, you can't 
a suddenly have 30,000 <laughs> Instagram followers. It just doesn't work like yeah. that. You have to grow it yeah. and you have to be patient. Mm. And I'm now accepting that, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I suppose social media has kind of got this idea in our heads that to be really good or to be known as being really good at your job you need to have those big numbers and you need to yeah you always need to aspire to get all that but sometimes that's just not important it's not no and, um, if you're const- if you're constantly reaching for this goal for your business then oftentimes the joy of the now in business can be lost i find in in just life in general i, I find always aiming towards something but i'm sometimes missing what's happening in front of me I, I quite often feel it that way. So, obviously, we're lucky in Scotland. Good community. Yeah, there's people we know in France, and in, in that country, apparently, they don't like to share their knowledge and give things yeah. to each other. It's yeah. Like, what? But it's changing from what we've heard. And even like, yeah, you're totally right about Scotland. I mean, it's that thing of like, if you get on the train in Scotland, someone would give you your seat, you know, like people chat away to you. So my husband works in London and is he going on a tube in London? That is a terrifying <laughs> prospect. Nobody talks to you. Yeah. They don't even look at you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a different world. So yeah, I think there is certainly, we've already got that mentality behind us to, to help each other out, which mm. is awesome. Yeah. I'm really lucky that way. Definitely go out there, find some people who are doing similar work to you and don't treat them as a rival. No. Treat them as a connection that you can take advantage of. <laughs> but in a nice way. Like, help each other. Yeah, and, um, absolutely. And it is overwhelming because, I mean, look at Scottish wedding photography for an example. I mean, uh, so many talented photographers. and It, it, it is ridiculous how many good photographers oh my are, God, are in this country. It's, you know, it's unreal. It is amazing. And to look at it as a sort of photographer starting out can be, oh my God, how, how can I ever infiltrate this industry (laughs) but you know the majority of them are so you know friendly and ready to share their knowledge with you and you know help you to get where you want to be yes people people will share referrals as well like because you can't shoot every wedding exactly so there's groups where people say look this couple are looking for a photographer are you available and i'll pass your name on that's great we strongly suggest that you don't stay behind your screens and just stay yes. on social media. Social media <clears throat> can trick you with the fact that it's called social media. However, face-to-face relationships, real connections with real people actually is going to benefit you, not just Instagram followers and communicating via text. Cannot preach that more. Ridiculous. Yeah, cool. well, thank you very much for coming Thank you on the episode me. on this very very busy day <laughs> i know two <laughs> meetings do you, you know what i mean you've got 45 minutes to get to where you're going totally is, that, is that enough time yeah yeah more than enough i can eat one of these can- cannolis <laughs> you, before you, i go you can <laughs> yeah. where can people find you well on social media <laughs> <laughs> predominantly yes on the blog robrides.com um instagram facebook are my main uses i would i, I just don't really go near Twitter, and I don't know why. I just we're, find we're not it, we're not on Twitter. We're not Twitter. I just find it. Is that at Broadrides? No dashes. High. It's all at Broadrides. Um, Pinterest as well. So easy. All my social handles are Broadrides, which is awesome because mm-hmm. I don't need to put in like four or five different ones. Yeah, Gail loves that, and she's designing my business card. You know, <laughs> one handle. Yeah, nice, mm-hmm. nice and mm-hmm. neat for branding. So Broadrides yes. anywhere. 
And people can find us at Cinemate Films. Yep. Instagram, Facebook, cinematefilms.co.uk. If you want more information on the podcast, cinematefilms.co.uk forward slash podcast. That's right. Time for our review shout out. Greg's not even prepared. <gasps> Digging it out of his pod, yeah, out of his pocket. <laughs> Shocking, Greg. Every every time. I wasn't prepared last week. I you like got me off guard. New ones. All right. Let's go for a review from someone that we all know here. Oh. So the title is Best Wedding Industry Podcast. Oofed. I didn't say that. It was Joe and Liam that said oh. that. Oh, so sweet. They said, Liam and I love listening to your podcast. It's a company does on many long drives to weddings. You've had some fantastic guests in each episode. <laughs> Just because they've been a guest. <laughs> yeah, true. On <laughs> each episode has had funny moments, educational bits, the lot. We look forward to these each week, so don't stop. From the other side of the podcast, you're a great host, made us feel completely at ease, and we really enjoyed it. You guys are awesome. Joe and Liam. Oh, thank, thank you. you very much, guys. Thank you very much, Joe and Liam. That's so that nice. That means so We already us. loved you, but we love you even more. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, hit that subscribe button so you know when the next episode goes online. Please leave a review just to help us grow the podcast, or if you don't want to do that, just tell a friend. However, until next time, enjoy your life. <laughs> <laughs>